serve a good God. Amen. Amen. I love that song. That song talks about that great chasm that was in between me and God. Amen. There was a great gulf in between me and God, and that sin has separated me and God. Amen. Amen. And that sin has separated us, and it was very wide. Amen. Because I was way deep in sin. I was way deep in darkness. So there was a great gulf. There was a great chasm, and it was very wide. But I'm thankful today that God's arms were wider. Amen. Amen. His arms were wider today. Amen. And He was able to close that gap. Amen. And He was able to fill that void for me. Amen. And He was able to save my soul. Amen. I'm thankful today that I'm saved. Amen. Are you thankful today that you're saved? Amen. Are you are you willing to give God some praise tonight? Amen. I want to know, are you saved on a Wednesday night? I mean, I know all of you are saved on Sunday, but are you saved on Wednesday? Amen. Can you give God glory on a Wednesday night? Amen. Just like we can on a Sunday. Amen. God's good to us. He's good to us all throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It don't matter. Amen. God's good to us. He's worthy of our praise every day, every night. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we're thankful, God, for all that you do and all that you are. God, you are good to us, God. Lord, you are faithful to your promises today, dear God. Lord, we're so thankful, God, that you spread, you just you closed up that gap between us and God today, God. We're so thankful, God, as we celebrated Easter, God, that you gave your life, Lord, so that we can have a right relationship and we can stand on right ground tonight, God, with you, God. We're so thankful for that, God. Lord, we're thankful, God, for all that you do for us, God. You're so good to us, God. You're so faithful, God. Even when we're not as faithful, God, you're still faithful, and we're thankful for that. God, I ask you today, God, to bless this message, God. Let it go, God, to bless your people, God, so that they'll learn more about you, God, and draw closer to you. Lord, I ask you to bless our teachers today, God. Bless everyone that is here today, God, Lord. Let them hear your words today, dear God, and we'll give you all the glory and all the praise and honor, God, because you are good and you are faithful, God. Amen and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. We're going to dismiss our young people this time. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God tonight, amen? It is good to be in the house of God. I am so thankful that all of you are here today, amen? I want to go ahead and apologize off the bat. Spring and my voice don't go together, amen? And when that pollen starts getting in my voice, and it just does not do good. And so uh, I want to go ahead and apologize for that right off the way. Amen. We, uh, we just had a beautiful Easter service, amen? Just a beautiful Easter service, and it was very, very awesome, and I am thankful for all these that poured in so much time. I think you guys done an awesome job, and I'm thankful for that. You know, Easter for me is always very emotional. It's just always very emotional, and it's just like it seems like the presence of God is magnified like 10 times or something. You can just feel the love of God, and it just feels like you can feel that love of God and that sacrifice that Jesus did for us on a greater level. Amen. I love the words of John in, in uh, John 15 where he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Amen. And that's just what Jesus done for us. Amen. He laid down his life for us, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. There can be no doubt today of the love that Jesus had for each of us. He loved us so much that he gave his life for us. Amen. Tonight we're going to study a passage where Jesus commands us to love as he is loved. Amen. We just celebrated where Jesus gave his life for us. And then he's going to command us to love as he is loved. Amen. Jesus said the greatest love known to man is that he would give his life for us. But then he commands us to love each other just as he has loved us. Amen. And that's what we're going to study tonight. This love that he has commanded us to show 
one to another. And we're going to be in John 13, 31 through 35 tonight. And I'm going to hold you for at least two hours tonight because I want Mark to get as much of that as he can. <laughs> Amen. Because I always get it. Veronica gets it. Noel gets it. Damien, Nate, we get it. So I want him to get a lot of it. Amen. So even if we get done, we're just going to sit here. Amen. <laughs> for a long time. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You better be glad he ain't in there with the kids. John 13, 31 through 35. Amen. Says this. Therefore, when he, the he he's talking about here is Judas, was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while am I with you. This is Jesus speaking. You shall seek me, and I said unto the Jews, Whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, A new commandment I give unto you. And this is going to be our focus here tonight, this new commandment that Jesus gave us. He said that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall, you know, shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You say, how can you know that you are saved, amen, if you have love for one another, amen, today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we're thankful for your word today, dear God. We're thankful, God, for this new commandment you've given us, God, that we should love one another as you loved us, God. Lord, I ask you to help us, God, to grow in this today, dear God. Lord, I, help you, I ask you, Lord, to help us, God, just to apply this to our lives, God, and help us to love one another and love this world like you called us to do. Amen. I preached this passage a few years ago and I had a whole different message for tonight. And I told Heather over the last couple of days, I just, he felt me, felt drawn back to this message. I guess the love of God just kind of, you know, just kind of drew me back to this message tonight. And we're going to be on the topic tonight, love like Jesus. Amen. Love like Jesus. And you've probably heard people preach that before, love like Jesus. But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Love like Jesus tonight. And we're going to learn what that love is. Jesus said, I have a new commandment. Amen. He said, I've got a new commandment for you. The first thing I want us to understand today is that those two words don't go together. New and commandment don't go together. Amen. There were ten commandments, if you remember, right? And you should never hear the word new and commandment in the same sentence. Amen. Remember Jesus who's talking to here. He's talking to the disciples. The disciples were Jewish men who understood the law. Amen. They understood the law. They understood all these rituals and all these things. And they took the ten commandments very seriously. They took them very seriously. In fact, they took them so serious, some of them carried around on their heads. They carried it around on their bodies. They had them with them at all times, and they studied them. They knew them. They knew the commandments. Amen. And uh, these commandments were given to these, to these Jewish people. And so these Jewish people, these 12 disciples, they knew them very well. Amen. And uh, these commandments were given by God. Amen. And these Ten Commandments were given by God in a very radical way. If you remember, they were given on top of Mount Sinai. There was thunder. There was lightning. There was stone. Amen. There was all of these things. It was a very radical thing where these Ten Commandments were given. Amen. And these Ten Commandments were perfect. And they were in awe of these Ten Commandments. And they were the perfect law of God. But here Jesus is sitting around a dinner table with these disciples. And He says, hey, I've got a new commandment for you. Amen. See, there are a lot of people in this world that, and, and, and other religions and around that will tell you that Jesus was a good man. They'll tell you that Jesus was a nice man. They'll tell you that he was a prophet. They'll tell you that he was a teacher, that he was a religious man. But I want you to understand today that Jesus was not just a good man. Amen. He was God. Amen. 
And he was either God or he, either he was a complete liar. Amen? Because he said that he was God. He said that he was the son of God and claimed to be God. So he was either God or he was a, her- a heretic. Amen? There's no in-between there. Amen? That's the way it was. Okay? Nice men, good men just can't sit around adding new commandments. Amen? I can't go around and say, hey, I've got a new commandment for you guys. Amen? I can't do that. Amen? Because God, I'm not God. Amen? So I can't tell you that we got a, a new commandment. Only God can hand out a new commandment. In fact, Revelation 22 and 19, if Brother Ron was here, would tell me, because he tells me this quite often, he tells you in the Bible that we shouldn't add or take away from the Bible. Amen? He says that quite often. We shouldn't add or take away, and that's, that's in the Bible. We should not add or take away from the book. Amen? So, uh, so he, he can't give a new commandment without being God. So that's very important for us to understand right off the bat. Unless you are the author of life and the author of the word, you cannot give new commandments. Amen? He says... I know that there are ten commandments, but I've got a new commandment for you. Amen. This commandment, it wasn't given on Mount Sinai. It wasn't given on a stone tablet. It was hand given to these twelve disciples. He said he wanted to personally give them a new commandment. Now I want us to go back to verse 34. If you go back to verse 34 there, Danny, and I want us to notice something. This commandment is very repetitive. Amen. It's very repetitive. He says, I got a new commandment for you to love one another as I have loved you, that you shall also love one another. Amen. That's very repetitive, isn't it? It repeats itself. In any, any normal writing, that wouldn't be right, would it? You couldn't see that in normal writing because it's very repetitive and very redundant. He says, to love one another as I love you, that you also love one another. Why do I think that's so important? I think it's so important because I think that Jesus was afraid we, we would miss it the first time. I think he had to repeat himself, amen? He had to say, look, I want you to love one another as I have loved you, that you should love one another. He had to say it twice, amen? Love one another. I believe Jesus is trying to emphasize the need for us to love one another, amen? He's trying to drive a point home, amen? And I hope we can also drive that point home tonight, that we should love one another. And maybe we would look at Jesus and we would say, well, that's not really a new commandment, right? I mean, the Bible tells us to love, right? As a matter of fact, in the original Ten Commandments, it says to love our neighbors ourselves. Jesus himself, when asked what was the greatest commandment by the Pharisees, said the greatest commandment is we should love God, but the second is just like it, that we should love our neighbor as ourselves with all our hearts and our souls and our might. Then he answered a question that wasn't even asked. He said the second greatest was just like it. We should love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. You remember that? He said that. He said, but this, but this time on this new commandment, he added a stipulation. So that's what made it a new commandment. See, before it said, love your neighbor as yourself. But this time when he said, I have a new commandment, he said, as I have loved you. Amen. As I have loved you. He commands us to love each other as I have loved you. And amen. God loves us. Jesus loves us. Amen. He died for us. Of course he loves us. Amen. He goes on to say, if you'll do this, if you'll love me, and if you'll love each other as I have loved you, people will know that you are my disciples. Amen. But he said, if. Amen. He said, if. Somebody say, if, here tonight. Amen. If you will love one another. For all you Ware Shoals graduates, amen. That's three times in three short verses he tells us to love one another. He says, love one another three times. And I think he's trying to get our attention. Amen. I think he's trying to tell us something. I think he's trying to get our attention. We were out front of the church on Sunday. And uh, Abby was trying to get her dad's attention. She was wanting her dad to come take a picture with the family. 
and her dad was down there waving at people. So Abby was up here and didn't walk down there and say, Dad, she stood here and she started hollering, Joel, 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 <laughs> very loudly. So I said, Abby, his name is Dad. His name isn't Joel. And she said, very wisely, he doesn't hear me when I say Dad. <laughs> and that got me to thinking, that's probably true. Amen? See, a lot of times, us dads hear that word so much that we kind of block out that word. Amen? <laughs> we block out that dad word. And I know this because if you'll ever see my kids trying to get my attention, they're going to say Keith. Amen? And your kids may do you the same way when they're trying to get your attention. Amen? A lot of times we try to block that thing out. So a lot of times when they want to get our attention, they'll call our name. And I believe that's what Jesus is doing here. He's trying to get our attention. He's trying to tell us that we need to love each other more. Amen? And I know we can all sit here today and we can say, you know, that's, that's right. We need to love each other more. Of course, we need to love each other more. Amen? We need to love everybody more. And that's a great message. And, and, and it's real good. But I want us not to forget the Scripture in its entirety. Jesus said not for us just to love one another, amen. He said that we should love each other as He has loved us, amen. And by that I mean the fact that in and of itself, love is not enough, amen. You ever heard that, love is not enough? Love is not the answer. Love is not enough. Love won't heal a hurting community, amen. Love won't heal a hurting world, amen. Love in itself won't save your soul, Amen. Loving in itself is not the only answer, amen. You see, we can't just walk around telling people we love them. We can't just walk around singing songs about love. We can't just sit up here and talk about love and our messages. I mean, just saying all we need is love is not enough, amen. There was a song about that a long time ago, all we need is love, amen. But I want you to understand that just saying it is not enough, amen, because the world does that. The world talks about love a lot. Some of you may remember a generation that that's all they talked about, amen. I don't remember that generation, amen. But some of you may remember that generation where they talked about love very often and they pride, prided themselves on love and loving each other, amen. And we can't really fault the world for this, amen. We can't really fault the world for trying to fix things with love, amen. I think they're actually trying to better the world and they're trying to make a difference. You see, the world believes it can band-aid the problems of the world and band-aid all these problems with love. If you see that now, they'll say things like pride is love. They'll say things all this. They, they always talk about love all the time, right? And I think that's good. Love is good, and we do need love, amen? But I want you to know today that if love in itself was the answer, then all the problems would have been fixed a long time ago. They would have been fixed a long time ago, amen? But you see... The problem with that thought process is all we need is love is that everyone in here has a different, a different definition of what love is. See, what you call love, right, or what I call love, you may think is mean, amen? Whenever uh, you see somebody correcting their child, right, you'll see somebody correcting their child and somebody will say, that's mean, don't do that. You shouldn't spank your child, right? But you may say that's love. You love that person, right? But other people may think that that's mean, right? We all have de different definitions of what love is, amen? We may say that that's just parenting. But other people will say, no, you shouldn't do that, right? We all love our children, but the way we show love is different because our definitions of love are different, amen? And because we all love different, the thought process of we need to love more, well, it won't work, amen? That's why this new commandment isn't simply that we would love one another, but we would love 
each other, amen, as Jesus had loved us, amen? That we would love each other just as Jesus has loved us, just as the perfect Jesus, the perfect portrait of love, and the fact that he is love, loved us, amen? We are to love as he loved, amen, to love as he loved, and that's a tough commandment, right? To love as Jesus loved, just as I have loved you, Jesus said we should love one another. Jesus loved with agape love, amen? Agape love is an unconditional love, amen? Love that doesn't need love back, amen? We are conditional, amen? We love on condition, right? We love as long as we're loved back, amen? Jesus didn't need love back. In fact, he wasn't loved, amen? In fact, he was hated. In fact, he was spit on. In fact, he was beaten and crucified, amen? But he still loved, amen? Jesus didn't need love back. Jesus gave a love that didn't need love back. This commandment is that we should love unconditionally, amen? And it's tough, but it's His commandment, amen? And in fact, that's why we're here. You ever thought about why is it that whenever we're saved, we don't just evaporate or whatever, go to heaven? We don't just ascend into heaven or whatever when we're saved? No, we're called to stay here. Why? To love one another, amen? To spread that love, amen? And to be that love to, to Jesus' people, amen? And it's tough, amen? But we're gathered in this church to love God and to love each other. Amen. That's our goal as a church, as a body of believers, that we would love each other. Amen. And we would love Jesus and we would love each other just as Jesus has loved us. Amen. That's how I should love you and how you should love me. Amen. Just as Jesus has loved. And I hope we get this today. See, your pastor and the leaders of this church are committed that we as a church, as a body of believers, and Jesus followers will love one another. Amen. And that we'll show love to our community. And that we'll show love to the surrounding communities. That's the mission of this church. Amen. Is to love people. Amen. To love people into a relationship with God. That's our mission in this church is to love people into a relationship with God. It's what we've been known for since the beginning. Amen. Is love. It's what Gethsemane Church has been known for. Everybody that talks about this church, I hope they still say this. Amen. They talk about the love in this church. Amen. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be loved and love people. Amen. If we go back to this passage today, and I'll give you a little context here. When Jesus spoke this last commandment, he was at the Last Supper. Amen. Of course, they didn't call it the Last Supper then. Amen. They called it Supper. Amen. Because they didn't know it was going to be the Last Supper. They just said, it's Supper. Amen. That was a pretty funny joke. You might get it after a while. (laughs) And around this time, Jesus, if you remember, he had washed the disciples' feet. And of course, he went to wash Peter's feet, and Peter said, no. You're not going to wash my feet. You're the Son of God. You can't wash my feet. Amen. And uh, Jesus looked at Peter and said, you know, I have to wash your feet. I'm going to wash your feet. If, 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 I, if I don't wash your feet, you can't have any part of me. Amen. Where Peter said, well, not only wash my feet, amen, but wash all of me. And then Jesus looked at him and said, don't be weird about it. Amen. <laughs> he didn't say that. Amen. He didn't say that. Right. <laughs> right. But he, but he said, but he said, you know, not only wash my, <laughs> oh, amen, oh, right, and then they're at the Last Supper, and they're eating together, amen, and Jesus says, you will betray me, and they're looking around at each other, probably saying to themselves, I bet it's that guy over there, right, you know how we do, right, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me, and all the other disciples started looking around, wondering who it's going to be, and I bet they started gossiping a little bit, saying, I wonder who it is. I bet it's that guy over there, amen. I bet it's that guy, amen. I bet, you know they did that, amen, because it's what we would have done, amen. 
But then the Bible says Judas gets up and leaves, so Judas is now gone, right? And the disciples are not really sure where he's gone. They're a little slow, apparently, amen? But, uh, you know, I can't judge them because I'm a little slow, too, when it comes to listening to God, amen? So Jesus is now talking no longer to 12 disciples. He's talking to 11 disciples. So I want us to look at this passage and make some observations because this is the picture of what we should want as a church, amen? What we should want as a body of believers. This is a picture of how we should love, amen? Amen. So like if you ask me, what does, lo- what does this love that Jesus talks about look like? This is it. The picture of Jesus with his disciples and the love he showed them. And I really believe this is the type of love that Jesus wants for us and his children. Amen. This relationship type of love that he had with his disciples. So we're going to look at three points tonight. Amen. The first point we want to look at tonight is who gives the commandment? Who gives this commandment? You see, Jesus commands us to love one another, but yet... He knows that you can't be commanded to love. Amen. If I was to walk up to Brother Eddie and didn't know Brother Eddie and say, Brother Eddie, you need to love me. Amen. You can't command somebody to love somebody. Amen. That's not how it works. Amen. Right. And I think this is intentional on Jesus' part. He knows that someone cannot be commanded to love. Right. Because if love is obligational, then it isn't love. Amen. If love is obligational, then it's not love. You can't force love on somebody. You can't do it. Amen. Love is something that begins deep inside of someone and it results in action. It results in emotion. It results in affection. Love is real. Amen. You can't say, hey, you love him and you love her and y'all love each other and that's it. Amen. It doesn't work like that. Amen. I want you to love one another. That's what he said. But Jesus, again, knows exactly what he's doing. See, that word commandment, as I said earlier, means a lot more to Jewish men than it does to us today. Jesus is referencing the Ten Commandments, amen? But he says, I'm going to give you this new commandment. One thing I think we notice today is that there is a definite difference in the way these commandments were given, amen? See, the Ten Commandments, as I said, were given on a mountain with thunder and lightning and the children of Israel were afraid and they were okay like just letting Moses talk to God. Remember, they didn't want to go up there. They said, Moses, you go up there. I believe he's mad. Amen. You go up there. They were kind of scared of God. They didn't want to talk to God. But fast forward a few thousand years and Jesus is sitting around in a casual setting with an intimate setting with his friends and he says, I've got this new commandment. See, the delivery methods change significantly. But I think this again points us to the fact that Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. Amen. See, he hand hand delivered this commandment to us. Amen. And it changed everything. See, what Jesus was telling us was here. He said, there's no power in the original commandments. See, there's no power in the original commandments. You know why? Because the only power is within Jesus. The only power is within the one that gave the commandments. Amen. The power was within the the relationship, not in the law. Amen. That's the same today. The power is not in the law. The power is in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. See, there's nothing wrong with the law. Amen. The law was given by God. The law is perfect, amen, but there's something wrong with us, amen. So we can't follow the law. Without a relationship to Jesus, we can't uphold the law. That's the reason there had to be atonement every year. They had to go to the temple every year and they had to make atonement for the sins because they didn't have the ability to uphold the law, amen. And we still do not have the ability to withhold the law without Jesus, amen. See, we have to have Jesus in our lives. We have to have Jesus in our lives, amen? The power is in the relationship, not in the law, amen? Like I said, there's nothing wrong with the law. 
there's something wrong with us. Without the relationship, we can't uphold the law. Jesus said, I command you to love one another, but he said, just as I loved you. But what he's saying is, see, there's no power in your ability to love one another. The power is in the one asking you to love one another. Amen. And the only way we're going to keep this new commandment is if we have a relationship with Jesus. The only way we can love as Jesus loved us, Brother David, is we have to have Jesus inside of us. Amen. Amen. What I'm saying today is that unless you have a relationship with Jesus, amen, you will never be able to keep this commandment. Unless you have a relationship with Jesus, unless you are saved, unless you are blood-bought, amen, you cannot love as Jesus is loved. You cannot do it. Amen. That's what he's telling us here. He said this commandment to love as he is loved only pointed us back to our need for him. Amen. Whenever we, somebody tells us, when Jesus tells us to love as he loved, I bet we say, man, I can't do that. But you know what we say is Jesus can. And Jesus is within me. Amen. And the greatest thing about this new commandment, you see, is it won't get old. If I was to stand up here and continually tell you you got to love one another, amen, eventually that'll get old, amen, because we would do our best to love one another, but we would continuously fail, amen. In our feeble attempt to try and love one another, we wouldn't be able to do it. We would eventually fall. This new commandment has power because it's given by Jesus Christ. And not only is it given by Jesus, but He'll give us the power to uphold the commandment, amen. He gives us the power to do this, right, so it won't get old. The power to uphold the commandment is through the one that gave it. Amen. Can you imagine the impact that this church would have on the community, amen, would have on the world if we as a body of believers would follow this commandment? What if we as a body of church, and I believe we do love people, I believe we would try our best to love people, amen, but what if we love like Jesus loves? What if we love like Jesus loved the people around us? What would that do, Amen. We've got to focus on that second part, amen. I believe we love, I really do, but what if we loved as Jesus loved, amen. I believe the world will change. What if the church today, and this church, this, the world is messed up. You guys know that. You read the news, amen. You go to work every day. You hang around people, amen. You know the world is messed up, amen. But what if the church would love as Jesus loved? You think that would make a difference in the world today? I think it would make a huge difference. You see, the power is only in the one telling us to love the world, though. We don't need to get so hung up and focused on the fact that he told us to love one another that we lose sight of the fact that it's Jesus telling us to love one another. Amen? Right. See, we've got to focus on Jesus. Don't get so hung up on the fact that Jesus said love one another. Just focus on Jesus and keep your eyes on him, and you'll love one another. Amen? If we'll look to Jesus, amen, the Bible says if we'll look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, amen, the Bible said if we seek you first the kingdom of God, then all other things will be added to it, amen. So if we'll keep our eyes on Jesus, we'll be able to love one another. It's when we get our eyes off Jesus that we, we start not loving one another, amen. And if we'll do that, I believe people will flock to God. I believe if the church would love one another as Jesus called us to, I believe people would flock to the church. I'm talking about people being saved, not people just coming to, you know, listen to music, not just people just coming to see lights and all that stuff. I'm talking about people being saved, amen? See, Jesus has a new commandment for his church. He said that we're to love one another, amen, and to love as he has loved, amen? Our second point tonight is when the commandment was given, we learn who gave the commandment, it was Jesus. 
Now we look at when the commandment was given. See, this commandment was given at the time that Judas had already left. If you remember in verse 31, it said, Just as Judas has left, Jesus has said, One of you is going to betray me. Then Judas leaves, and after that, he says, I got a new commandment for you that you would love one another right after the one that's going to portray him left. Amen? Think about that. Judas gets up and leaves, and Jesus says, I want you to love one another. I think he's telling us tonight that sometimes we got to love people that, aren't un- that are unlovable. Amen? I think that's what he's saying. See, I think he was telling them, I want you to love one another, as their brother had got up and left, and he knew that they were going to betray, but he's saying you got to love everybody. you got to even love the ones that are unlovable. Amen? the ones that you think are unlovable, amen? I think that's what Jesus is telling them, not to love each other when it's convenient, not to love each other when it's easy, amen? It's not, oh, that person is being nice to me today, I'm going to love them, amen? It's not, oh, that person done something for me, so I'm going to love them, amen? He's saying love one another, amen? Listen, I want you to understand one thing, I'm glad I wasn't leading this group, amen? And I think you should be glad I wasn't leading this group either, you see, we wouldn't have this passage, Right, Because I'm going to tell you the truth. If I knew that Judas was going to backstab me, I wouldn't have said we need to love Judas. Amen. I wouldn't have said we need to love one another. Amen. I'd have probably said some other things. Amen. But see, he waited until Judas left, and then he said, if that would have been me, I would have been like, hey, that guy's gone. He's going to betray me. Amen. Can you believe that? Can you believe he's going to do this to me? Can you believe he's going to backstab me? I mean, we'd say things like that. Amen. That's what we would do. That's what I would do, amen. I would totally start gossiping about that guy, amen, right? Or maybe I wouldn't gossip. Maybe I would just do a prayer request for him, right? Because, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's not a gossip if it's a prayer request, right? If we, if, we, <laughs> if we say, hey, I want you to pray about this and start telling them about something that Judas done, amen, right? But, I mean, if, if it would, this would have been a perfect opportunity for Jesus to gossip. Would it not have been? In fact, if we would have read the Bible and we would have read it and then Jesus started talking about Judas, we'd be like, yep, and he deserved it too because he was going to do this, right? There's nothing wrong with gossip if it's true. You ever heard anybody say that, right? There's nothing wrong with it if it's true. Hey, I ain't saying nothing that ain't true. Amen. But listen, he looked at the remaining disciples and he said, I got to give you a new commandment. I want you to love one another. Even while he was being betrayed, this is the time that Jesus, that Judas was going out, if you remember, and he was making a deal with the Pharisees for the 30 pieces of silver. So he was in the very act of being betrayed, and he said, I want you to love one another. I would be like, but what about Judas? And he said, yeah, I want you to love Judas too, amen? I want you to love Jesus, Judas. I want you to love one another. You know what Jesus is telling us here? He's inviting us to actually love people that are in the very act of betraying us. Think about that, amen? This man was in the very act of betraying him, and he said, I want you to love one another, amen? That's the type of love that Jesus is talking about. If you, if you read Matthew chapter 5 from the Sermon on the Mount, it says this, starting in verse 43, Danny. It says, You have heard that it has been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. <laughs> That's tough, ain't it? Amen. But this is the words that God spoke to us. This is what He told us to do. This is the type of love. This is the love that Jesus showed to His 
children. And this is the type of love that Jesus expects from us. Amen. Verse 45 says that you may be your children, may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun rise on evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. He's saying, I love everybody. Amen. Whether they despitefully use me or not, I love them anyway. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren only when they do more than others, do not even the publicans do so? But ye be, be, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Amen? Jesus is saying to love people that love, that love you. Amen? It's, Jesus is saying it's easy to love people that love you. Amen? He's saying even the publicans and the tax collectors love people that love them. Amen. Basically what he's saying is when we love people that only love us, we're doing the same as the world does. Amen. If we're loving people that only love us back, then we're doing just as fact the same thing as the lost people do. Amen. And if we love our brothers, what are we doing any more than the others? Amen. If we'll only love our brothers, what are we doing any more than anybody else? And then Jesus says, be you perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's all he's asking us to do is be perfect. Amen. That's all Jesus is telling us to do, amen? He's telling us to love as I have loved and then be perfect, amen? Just be perfect. What Jesus is doing here, why is he telling us to love as he loves? Why is he telling us to be perfect? Because we can't, amen? We can't be perfect, amen? Not without Jesus we can't. What he's saying is we need him, amen? Jesus knows exactly what he's doing here again through all of this by telling us that this is the greatest commandments or to love God, love your neighbor, by telling us to love each other as he loved us, by telling us to be you perfect as our Father in heaven. He's saying that all of this, you're going to need me to do it. You have to be dependent upon me to do all of this, amen? You see, Jesus is trying to bring us into a place where we're so dependent on him that we can become so dependent on him and we'll walk by faith. Amen. And we'll walk by faith and we'll walk in the Spirit as He called us to do. Amen. We have to get to a place where we're dependent on Him before we'll, able, we'll be able to do what He's asked us to do. Amen. 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 <laughs> I'm going to get to my third point as I try to wrap this up tonight. I want us to look where this commandment was given. Amen. We know who it was given. Jesus gave it. Amen. We know when it was given. It was given after Judas had, was gone out to betray Him. But here we, we know where it was given. Amen. Jesus says, I have a new commandment. I want you to love one another. Amen. Don't you wish he would have said, I want you to go out and love the world? Because we're good at loving the world, ain't we? Amen. If you think about it, we're very good at loving the world. Amen. If you think about it, we want to go on mission trips. We want to go to Haiti. We want to go to Venezuela. We want to go to Kentucky or wherever we want to go. And we want to go on these mission trips. And you'll see us, we want to sponsor these children from these other countries, amen, but a teen can leave his church and nobody will go visit him or call him. Think about that for a minute, amen. We want to go and we want to love the world, amen, but why don't we love the people in our area, amen. There are children in our neighborhood that don't attend church, but we're so worried about other kids in other countries at times, amen. I've shared this before, but there's a story of an evangelist who was traveling the world and he was preaching to thousands of people every week. He was preaching to thousands of people every week and people were getting saved and he was proud of himself. And he was going into this hotel room one night after he had preached this message and his wife called him. And his wife let him know that his neighbor had passed away. And he began to think, I don't know if that man was saved or not. This man had been out preaching to thousands and thousands of people, but he didn't know if his own neighbor was saved. Amen. I wonder today, 
Do you know if your neighbor's saved? Amen. Do you know if your coworker's saved? Do you know if that person that you go to school with or whatever it is, do you know if they're saved? Amen. We can't be so busy loving the world that we forget to love our neighbor. And we forget about our church family. Amen. Jesus said, I want you to love one another. And he was talking to the 11 disciples and he was telling each of them, I want you to love each other. Amen. I want you to love each other. And he's telling us that today. Amen. We need to love one another. I want you to love the people in this church. Amen. There are your fellow disciples here today. Amen. We need to love one another in this church. Amen. You along with every person in this church that is a child of God is to go out and spread the gospel. Amen. To spread the gospel together. Amen. We're called to be Jesus to a hurting world. Amen. We're called to spread the love of God to every person we come in contact with every day. And to do that, we need each other. Amen. Jesus said we've got to love one another. Amen. And I've noticed that on, sometimes on Wednesday night, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit. On Sunday, it's not like that because there's so many people in here. Amen. There's so many people in here. We, don't, we can't do this. But on Wednesday night, a lot of times, we kind of separate a little bit. Amen. We kind of separate. You sit over here. You sit over here. And, you know, we kind of separate a little bit. Amen. I remember a time when I first joined this church. Amen. I went to a, we was in that little block building. And I first started going to that church. There was people standing around the walls. Amen. You knew everything about everybody in that room. Amen. You knew what they ate because you could smell them. Amen. The bathroom was literally in the, in the sanctuary. <laughs> so when they went to the bathroom, you knew that. Amen. While somebody was preaching. Amen. But I want you to know today that there was love. Amen. There was love. Amen. And that place was packed. Amen. And I, I remember those days. I remember where after the church service, nobody wanted to leave. You remember that? People would stand out in the parking lot. It would be 10 o'clock at night. And people would still be talking. Amen. They didn't want to leave. Amen. Jesus called us to love one another. Amen. I believe that's what the world's looking for. I really do. I believe the world's looking for a body of believers that love one another. Every day, I think every Sunday, I believe people go into churches and people don't even hardly look at them. They don't talk to them. They don't welcome them. Amen. I believe the world's looking for a church that'll love them. Amen. They're looking for a church that'll love them for who they are. Amen. And I'm not saying that we should love sin, amen, but we've got to love the person, amen. amen. Love the person and preach the truth and let God fix the sin, amen. That's, right. That's what we've got to do, amen. I'm going to get to my last point tonight, and I'm closing, I promise. Where was this commandment given? It was given in the church. I want you to understand these 12 disciples at this time were the church. So he is inside the church, amen. He's saying, I want you to love one another, amen. This is the first church. He's saying, I want you to love one another. Jesus is telling the first church that night, I have a new commandment for you. I want you to love one another. Amen. And he's telling Gethsemane Church tonight, I want you to love one another just as I have loved you. Amen. I want to ask you a question today. Are you committed to loving that person beside you or that person that's way away from you tonight? Amen. Are you committed to loving that person? Amen. And working with that person. Amen. To get people to Jesus, amen. That's, that's what this church is built on, amen. amen. That's what this church is built on, loving each other and working together to get people to Jesus, amen. The last part of our key passage tonight, verse 35, 35, says by this, by what? By our love for one another, for us encouraging others, amen, not talking about others, by our helping one another, amen, by our spending time with one another, by our calling one another, by our praying with one another, by our attending small groups with one another, by our loving one another, by this, 
will they know that you are my disciples. Amen. When you love one another, they will know that you are my disciples. They will know. Who will know? Amen. Where Shoals will know. Hodges will know. Cornaco will know. Greenwood will know. 96, wherever you're from. Waterloo, wherever you're from. They'll know that you're my disciples when we love one another and when we have compassion one for another. Amen. People will know that you are my disciples. And they'll be drawn to that. Amen. They'll be drawn to that because you love one another. Amen. And then they'll have an opportunity to be saved and go out and love other people. Amen. Right? And then we'll be different than the world. Amen. Because the world doesn't love like that. I want you to know that. The world loves when, when you do the things that they do. Amen. When you like the things that they do. If you don't believe me, go to work tomorrow and start talking politics. Amen. You'll find out quickly who loves you. Amen. Because there's going to be some people in there that's going to be mad at you before long. Amen. But I want you to understand today that we're supposed to love one another. Amen. Can you imagine today the impact the church could have on the world if every day each person would take just a little bit of time to love one another? Could you imagine if we would go out every day and just encourage one another and speak life to one another, amen, and join together and go out and love others, amen? We've got to show love, amen? Too many churches are not seeing people saved because they're stuck in, well, we've got to uphold the truth. We've got to uphold the truth, amen, and we do. We've got to uphold the truth. We've got to. The Bible tells us we've got to, and this church is going to do that. We're going to preach the gospel, and we're going to uphold the truth, amen? But I want you to understand today the Bible does not say love and truth. It says truth and love, amen? I want you to understand today that we are to show truth in love. We're supposed to be loving when we do it, amen? We're not supposed to forsake love to uphold the truth. It says that we're supposed to speak truth in love. We've got to love one another, amen? And if we'll do this, if we'll love one another, the Bible says the world will know that you are his disciples, amen? If we love one another. It doesn't say if we'll tell everybody what they're doing wrong, amen? It doesn't say if we'll just let everyone know if we're a Republican or a Democrat, they'll know. Amen. It doesn't say if we'll let everybody know that we're against or for abortion. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say if we'll let everybody know how we feel about gun laws. It doesn't say if we'll quit drinking that type of beverage because that person represents it. It doesn't say if you'll go out and make TikToks. It doesn't say if you'll go out and make Facebook posts telling everybody what you're against or what you're for. It says that if we'll love one another. Amen. It doesn't say if we'll point out everybody's faults. It says if we'll love one another as Jesus loved us, they will know. I want you to understand that word know is deep because that word know means a relationship. Amen. It doesn't say that they'll be aware of. It says that they know. Amen. It doesn't say they'll be aware that you're a Christian. It doesn't say they'll be aware that, you're, <clears throat> that you know Jesus. Amen. It says they will know Amen. That word know means a relationship. Amen. If we'll love people, people will find love. I really believe that. Amen. Amen. I really believe that. See, I really believe that that's what's going to change the world. Amen. And I believe that, you know, that, that has to be our strategy. Amen. See, I don't believe on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night that anybody's just going to walk and come by and say, oh, I just want to come by and get saved today. Amen. I was just riding down the road and I thought, you know what? I want to get saved today. I don't think that that's how this thing works. Amen. How it works is we get out there in the world and we show love. And I believe that's what brings people to church. And I believe that's what brings people into a relationship with God. Amen. See, the early church didn't even have a church. Amen. These 12 disciples didn't even have a building. Amen. They were mobile. 
right? They were out doing the, the business, amen? There weren't Sunday school classes. They, they were wherever they could be. They were in people's homes. They were on top of store buildings. They were wherever they could be, amen? But people came together wherever they were, and other people were drawn to it by the passion that that church had. I believe if we'll get out and we'll love people, and we'll be passionate about loving people, amen? I believe if we'll get out and we'll just love on people and just be passionate about that love, amen, that people will be drawn to Jesus. I believe that, amen? And I believe that will be amazing, amen? But I also believe it's completely within our grasp, amen? See, we get together, and we're going to do this on the 22nd, and it's good to do this, amen? We talk about this stuff all the time, right? But we get together and we have these planning sessions. We have these strategy sessions, and we get together and we think about, you know, what'll work? You know, how will we get people to come to Jesus? How are we going to fill up these seats on Wednesday night? How are we going to, you know, get people saved? How are we going to do all this? Amen. We come up with all these strategies, and amen. And we need to do that. We need to be able to compel people, right? But I want you to know to get, that if we'll just love people, and we'll just go and we'll tell people about Jesus, and we'll get out and we'll get excited. I guarantee you that'll draw more people than any planning session, any strategy session that we ever come up with. Amen. That's what'll draw people. I don't think that they had strategy sessions back then. I think they just went out and they loved people and they preached a word. Amen. And I believe that's been working for 2,000 years. So I don't think we should change it. Amen. We just got to love people and people will be drawn to love. Amen. Our mission as a church is the same as it was back then. Lead, teach, and encourage. Lead people to Jesus. Teach them the Word of God and get them to go out and do the same. That's our mission in this church. It's the same mission they had. It might have been a little different in wording, amen, but it's the same thing, amen. And I believe Jesus is telling us tonight we've got to get out and love people, amen. We've got to get out and be excited about people. I'm going to tell you the greatest evangelist is a person that just got saved. You ever met somebody that just got saved? that just got into a relationship with Jesus, that just fell in love with Jesus. See, they go out, and next thing you know, they've got 30 of their friends at church, amen? That is the greatest evangelist, somebody that gets out and gets saved and they falls in love with Jesus because they're excited, and they're out telling people about it, amen? They're, out, they're not out telling people what they're doing wrong, they're just out there loving on them, amen? They didn't get... They, they, didn't, they hadn't been in church long enough to get critical, right? They hadn't been in church long enough to get religious. They're just in love with Jesus. And those are the greatest evangelists, amen? So I believe that's what God's wanting us to do. He's wanting us to love one another, and He's wanting us to love His world, amen, just as He loved us, amen, and He loves us, amen. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to worship. The altar's always open, amen. If you want to pray, if you want to ask God to help you love more, I know I need to ask God to help me love more. Sometimes I have a problem loving, amen. Sometimes I get caught up in the person and, and what their sin is, amen, instead of loving them, amen. So a lot of times I'll see a person and I'll see what they're doing and, I, and I'm, I'm so thinking, oh, they shouldn't be doing that instead of thinking I should probably just love them, amen. I should probably just love them, amen. And if I'll love them, maybe they'll see Jesus and Jesus will help them with what they're doing, amen. See, Jesus is the only one that can fix sin. I can't fix sin. All I can do is love people, and that's all any of us can do is love. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we're thankful for all that you do, God. Lord, you're so good to us and so faithful to us tonight, God. Lord, I'm so thankful, God, that you're patient with us, God. Lord, because I know.